All right, folks, welcome to Plum Bums Podcast, the blue collar uh, talk show where we kind of attack running a small local business, uh, navigating entrepreneurship in this in these trying times. Uh, how, what's your opinion? How we've been doing with that lately, in general? Navigating. Oh, well. We've been expanding in the, the types of jobs that we've taken. You know, been really hot though. It's gross. So it's, it's nap time at twelve o'clock. So my expan- no my expansion spirit is a little low lately. <laughs> I have noticed that. But uh, we got um, we have a nice Greek man with us today. We do have a guest on today. So we have um, on the show today. We have our cleanup guy who remediates mold, water damage, everything. We got uh, Otto from Jigsaw PMR. PMR stands for Property Maintenance Restoration. Otto, you're out of Oradell, New Jersey. Yep. Right. Yep. How long? How long you been in Oradell? Lived in living in Oradell for twelve years now, and uh, we. That's it. Twelve years. I thought it was longer than that. No, twelve years. We were in Teaneck before, and we moved to Oradell in 2011. Well, how old's the business? We'll get into how it started, but how old? Yeah. This specific business, I started it seven years ago. I had a partner prior to another. We had another business. And, Same uh, field? No, it was actually in the foreclosure field. It was in the maintenance side, but I just it was just crazy in the foreclosures. So I started this business. Well, you got ago. you got you do residential, commercial, industrial. I know you're doing a big commercial job, which we'll get into right now. That you got slaughtered with a couple of them. Two of them. Yeah, but. Uh, are you, you're on social media, right? You got in, I see you on Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram. As Facebook? Uh, Facebook, but it just connects from Instagram. Okay. Uh, TikTok? No. No TikTok account? No TikTok, no. All right, well, we wanted to welcome to you the show officially by uh, giving you a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Otto's our Greek cleanup guy. Uh, so, uh, we were, so we were driving around the truck today. <laughs> Listening and just clips. listening, we're like, okay, we need a. We I I suggested the big fat Greek wedding theme song, okay, but this one had more spunk to it, so yeah. I was like, let's use this. So <laughs> ev- everything that you've seen at the my big fat Greek wedding, it's actually it's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Growing up with immigrant parents, that's exactly what it is. It's so, not just Greek, yeah. Listen, and, I love that movie, and and I tried the uh, the Windex. It works. <laughs> The Windex on ailments from a, yeah. from a t- stub toe to <laughs> me and him are going back and forth on the truck on on jokes that we can tell and we're like and at one point I'm like we're we're making too many Greek jokes he's gonna hate us by the end of this he's not <laughs> he's not gonna find it funny anymore no you know what it is I, I, growing up I was always in the United States I was the Greek and when I used to go back to Greece on vacation I was the American the American right so I I really don't know you were born there right no I was born oh you were I born. was born here oh. well listen my first question for you is on this show will you denounce Yanni officially <laughs> Yanni yeah the the, 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 the composer yeah. yeah I don't like that guy <laughs> you don't like that guy no he's got no. a great head of hair though yeah. well I don't so no, I'm just busting <laughs> anyway listen are you've you've been one of I, I'll tell you Jigsaw has been one of our most faithful, reliable contractors that we use. You're always there. You always show up. Thank you. Always. 
And it's funny how we got hooked up. I was outside cleaning the truck one day a couple of years ago, and you pull up. You're like, hey, let me give you some business cards. Yeah. And I think two two days later, I needed a cleanup guy. Right. And that was it. And then you had what the, the other girl that was working in the office, Nancy's daughter. My cousin, yeah. Yeah. My cousin was answering That's phones. That's how short they... of a time that he's been around with us? Yeah. Nicole answered phones for us a long time ago. It was it's two, been two, three, three years. years. That's not a long time ago, though. Well, in this fast-paced two, business of plumbing. I feel like I've been around for a lot longer than that. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's crazy how that happened. Yeah. But uh, listen, like I said, you've been super, super reliable. And uh, we've given you some big ones. Yep. We've given you some nasty ones. Yeah. But you've been Thank in business. You. You've been in business. Yeah. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> you've been in business for seven years with Jigsaw. How did you get involved in that? In that in this whole industry so in 2012 after hurricane sandy i started seeing what a lot of other restoration companies were doing and how they were taking advantage of people okay so a lot of these companies which i don't i don't like talking about other companies they use a, a fear tactic to the customer? To the customer. They, they try to scare people. They, they use a scare tactic. I don't like when people try to scare you. Mm. I, I mean, it, just look at, just imagine your industry when you, you go, somebody goes in there and like, oh, you need to change this boiler. It's going to blow up. Yeah. It, you know. No, we did. We, that's a bother to me too. What do I tell people all the time when we go look at everything? I say, listen, we're going to look at everything in your house. I find... We find a sewer line that doesn't look great, but it's not a disaster. I tell them, listen, this isn't an emergency. I just want to bring it to your attention. Something to keep That's an it. eye on. Uh, not gonna, there's no point in lying to the customer. No. It's always going to catch up to you. Always. And and I since 2012, when I started seeing... So in 2012, I only did mold remediation. And in the prior, the previous company that I had, I had, a, I had a partner. And there were a lot of things that were being done that were very sketchy. I don't like doing sketchy stuff. Yeah. I you know, I I really don't. Because so, of Greek guilt. Besides the Greek guilt. I mean, you know, I yeah. We're going to keep bringing it up. You're no. not going to like it. That's all I got. I got. <laughs> so, I believe in karma. So, if what you do comes back to you. You reap what you sow. Correct. So, I I believe in karma. So, if you're going to do something, do the right thing. Yeah. And be able to sleep at night knowing that you did the right thing. And in your industry, even in my industry, it's very easy to just manipulate the whole situation. When someone calls you, I mean, we got called for a toilet valve one time that wasn't. It was just it was just overflowing into the tank, and the mm-hmm. toilet was slowly running. And she calls us in a panic. We could have completely manipulated it. This is you got to change the toilet. You got to do this. You could we could have walked in there and completely demolished the person. Because people don't know, when they have water coming through the ceiling, you could tell them that they have to rebuild their house. They'll be like, "Whatever has to be done." I have young kids. They I don't trust want the you know. experts. Yeah. That's what it is. So, and it's easy in this area for company. There's just so much. There's so many companies. It's easy for them to just go in and completely Especially take advantage in your business because you can technically jack up the price because you deal with insurance. It's not a it's not something that comes out of the customer's pocket necessarily most of the time, you know? So that's a good point. People try to do that, but we're held accountable to the insurance company also. Yeah. Just because it's 
insurance is paying doesn't mean that I can go in and say, well, this is going to cost a million dollars. Well, that's what those shady companies do, right? Well, so we, we are, we're doing a, f- uh, a fire loss right now in Wayne. It's an 80,000 square foot building. That's big. Lightning. For people light- who don't know, that's big. <laughs> so 80,000 square feet is roughly half of the Bergen Mall. Yeah. Yeah. So we get called in. Lightning struck transformer. It was smoldering. Long story short, we took care of the, the customer. Adjust. We met with the adjuster yesterday. And the adjuster goes, well, don't send me a bill that you're going to have 100 people working here. To raise up your bill. Even in an 80,000 square foot building? We got it done with 12 people. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, 100, obviously, of course. I, I don't blame them for saying that. Right. So that's what people do. They, they, they think, oh, it's, it's insurance. But yeah. if we start doing that to insurance, then let's not complain when your pre- our premiums exactly. go up. Yeah. Well, it's New Jersey. Let's take car insurance, for example, in this state. There's so many scammers and there's so many scammers per capita. And illegal drivers who are kind of big piggybacking off the insurance you know, all the time to my dad. They have that's what's dr- <laughs> that's why in car insurance in this area is so expensive. And Correct. The, and the more people that are scummy in any industry, it's going to destroy everything else for the people who are doing everything right. Correct. How did this big building find you? This eighty thousand square. How did they find you? I got lucky, really, really lucky. So I I heard the fire over the. Uh, the scanner, the fire, the fire scanner. Really? You a scanner yeah. in your truck? I, I was home, <laughs> and I was running late for an, uh, for another meeting, and I just said, you know, I'm I'm running over there. Real uh, quick. No, no, I actually went like four or five hours later. Oh wow! And um, I get there and I pull up, and an electrician's there. It's like, come in. Oh. <laughs> I follow the electrician in. <laughs> so um, as I'm walking in, um, you know, and they're taking me to the electricians, there's a guy with his back turned to me, and he turns around, and he was the, the town electrical engineer. Turns around, and it's like, he's a buddy of mine. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, I'm like, well, he's like, uh, what are yeah, you doing here? Lucky. He's like, what are you doing here? Yep. I'm like, well, you know, are you here to clean up? I said, no, I'm just trying to see if I can get the job. The yeah. He goes to me, okay, come with me. <laughs> and introduced me to the owner and said, you know, this wow. is the guy that you're going to use. Wow. <laughs> and, you know. Good for you. Three, That's perfect. Three hours later, you know, we had, I had equipment coming in and things like that. Three hours later from that meeting, you had equipment coming in. You started. So I was asking you this before. 60, 60, no, 62 air scrubbers. Wow. So I was asking you this before. We were talking about, because we usually use it for water damage, but that was fire damage. So fire damage has three three components to it. The actual fire where the material was ruined and charred, the smoke smell, Mm -hmm. and then the soot. Mm. So to get rid of the smell, you have to remove all three. You can't remove just one or right. two of them. Yeah. All three have to be done. So f- fire jobs are always more expensive because it's actually, you take like, imagine your kitchen sponge, maybe about an inch bigger, and the walls, you wipe it with a sponge. What? 
Yeah, it's a, it's called a chemical sponge. So that sponge removes the soot off the wall. So imagine wow. now, imagine now your office here. Why don't you just take down the walls and replace they them? They won't pay for it. Are you serious? Right. Because if there's no physical fire damage to it and it's only smoke and oh. soot, you can clean it. They, all the insurance companies have those little those little rules that are that just they don't make sense. Yeah, but that, that, that's the way insurance that, is. That is. In my head, it's more work to clean that up than to knock it off. No, actually, it's from... it's easier to clean it. Oh, it yeah? is? And I'll tell you why. So you said knock it down. You have to do demo. Right. Throw away the garbage. Oh, clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you need to bring in a sheetrock. Mm-hmm. Then you need to bring in a painter. Then you need to bring in a carpenter. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's just cheaper. It might be a little bit more expensive, but it, in the long run, it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I would. What is? Let me ask you something about a residential. Okay. Residential. Someone has a flood or something coming for the ceiling. What is the most important thing the customer needs to know about their insurance company? As far as when they have damage that happens to their house, and this may be this may be a tricky question to answer. We can come back to it if you want. No, I'm actually glad that you brought that up. A lot of people in our area are underinsured. And the reason being they're underinsured, they just call their insurance agent and they said, give me a policy and I don't want it to be expensive. So when your policy is inexpensive, you don't have all the writers. You don't have all the coverages. Mm -hmm. It's just like... Which job did we do that there was sewage? Oh, I mean, how, oh, yeah, how many? Yeah, okay. <laughs> what, the most well, recent just, one? Just, just, let's just pick one. Okay. If you have a sewer line that breaks yeah. and you have live feces on the floor. As opposed to dead feces, got it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. It's so contaminated that anything it touches needs to be thrown away. Yeah. So when somebody has an inexpensive insurance policy, the insurance company is only going to pay five, $6,000. You could have $100,000 worth in damage. Mm. You're only getting that 5000 minus wow. your deductible. Oh, wow. Did you ever have a case? Yes. Like the, you had a case yes. where somebody had was out of pocket. What's the worst out of pocket case you saw? Where somebody had such bad insurance that it didn't cover... The majority of it, like you had a hundred thousand dollar job, and they only covered five thousand dollars. So two years ago, on Soldier Hill, a friend of mine, her sump pumps failed. She has two sump pumps. She had seven inches of water in her basement. Basement was about thousand square feet. The I go to her. Are you covered? Oh, I have the best insurance. I go, okay, do you want us to proceed? Oh, yeah, I can't live like this. I have kids. All right. So we start doing our thing. My bill came out to 9500 And then her, re- her build back bill was another twenty. We ripped out carpets. We ripped out doors. We ripped out sheetrock. We ripped out insulation. So everything had to put back. So her total damage was thirty. Let's say thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. 
she was only covered for five because she so, didn't check her rider. So she's on the hook for 25 grand. Correct. Yeah. And then when she pulled out her insurance packet, it's literally the name of the company is Best Insurance. She's like, I told you I had Best Insurance. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the one thing that- No, that, Mrs. Mendelssohn. That's yeah. not what I meant. <laughs> A lot of people get underinsured. And the things that they, they don't realize is like a sump pump failure. Most insu- like I'm not going to say names of insurance companies. Yeah, but they they all cover up to ten thousand. I'm not for 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 all intents and purposes. I am not an insurance agent. You know what? And I, I'm glad. Here's let me let me tell you one thing that shocked me when I got into plumbing: the percentage of people that are legitimate hoarders. Are you with me on that one? Awful. How many people actually are hoarders? Awful. It was just, I couldn't believe it. Like when you go into people's houses, now we're, now we're accustomed to it. Like, nope. Well, no, not. The really bad ones, still not. It's still awful. But let's say a disaster happens in a hoarder's home where every square inch of that, because we've had that. We've had that over in Paramus. I had, it was one of my first jobs. Worst hoarding. I, I haven't even seen anything on TV like this guy. And he had water coming down from the third floor all the way to the basement. What is the deal with insurance companies versus hoarders? We want to know if you cover their garbage. If they cover their garbage. It's a very tricky situation. And the insurance company will cover for the garbage to be thrown away. Oh. They'll oh, I cover, didn't know that. They'll cover for the... If, if it's a legitimate... So if the water's coming from on top... You're usually covered. Yeah. So an instantaneous break, like um, freeze da- freeze damage water lines, mm-hmm. that's an instantaneous break. Anything that that creates, the insurance company will cover. You mm-hmm. just have to prove it was instantaneous and that you were that you did everything in your power to avoid it. Right. Like in in the winter time, like the freeze that we had, did was the heat on? Right. Well, how can you prove if the heat is on? The insurance company will ask you for your utility bill. Ah, wow. That's why they make the monies. Yeah. That's okay. why. Well, I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. And then they'll cover everything. Okay. Pretty much. Sometimes. How long are people usually waiting for a payout? What's the average? So on larger jobs, like we, we did a job in, in Oradell in February. We finished it mid-February. Yeah. Me as a contractor, I have not been paid yet from the insurance company. Wow. Six months, huh? Yeah. So a lot of people think, oh, you're making so much money. Yeah, but I can wait up to to, 40, 50, 60, like in this case, 180 days. Then the insurance company takes your bill and says, oh, we're not going to pay this. Yeah. We're not going to pay this. We're not paying for this. Yeah. Then why am I doing the job? Yeah. Well, we don't. You know, we're not paying. So you gotta, you gotta wait. I mean, you you gotta, you you're holding a lot of overhead, tremendous amount. Yeah, yeah. That's different than our industry for sure. Right. If we were doing commercial, we'd probably be on the same page, but residential, we get in and out and paid, which is good for us, obviously. But even with residential, we have to wait sometimes, up to sixty days. Well, we're not. I'm never going through an insurance company for anything. No, you don't have to. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. What's the uh, seven years? Mm-hmm. What is the worst job you've ever walked into? The worst job. Just you walked into and you're like, holy cow. Walked into it and you're like, I'm not doing this. Or you did it. 
<laughs> I mean, like the worst disaster, because I'll tell you mine. So my worst in in all my years of doing, all my years in, in, in construction and in recovery services, right before COVID, there was, we were called in by a property management company in Englewood. Mm-hmm. It was a single bedroom apartment, 730 square feet. Okay. We took out 730 yard dumpsters of garbage. Wow. What? The trash, the trash was seven feet high. Oh my gosh. How many guys did you have with you at that time? We, we brought in, I had seven people, six people. Yeah including me and we were hustling for five days carrying the garbage out yeah that's and then once we were able to get headway um we were in full tyvek suits it was a hoarder house right uh respirators the whole nine yards so as we were cleaning and finishing up the roaches Oh. They were about maybe oh, I don't know two inches, nope. and all over the place. Besides, all over the place, the roaches. As we were working, they were crawling on our suits. Oh, no. So I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But the guy that I was working with <laughs> was not. So at one point, he had like about fifteen of them on him. He couldn't realize what was on. Him. So I just you know I just wanted to see his reaction. So I'm like, hey, Alex. Why don't you just shake yourself off? And he looks down, and he saw the roaches on him. I have never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever he seen. He freaked out. He just disappeared. <laughs> never met. Ne- never mind. Freaked out. He was like I, out the door, just like Looney Tunes. Wiley yeah, yeah coyote. exactly. <laughs> well, it's like when I started working, like Roger Rabbit with yeah. his body shape in the window. I started working with him, and I was like, well, he would send me into the crawl spaces, and I. Well, still, you're, you're small. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I still go into the crawl spaces, but when yeah. he was, I mean, but when I was first do. starting, I was like, "Listen, I don't, I don't really, I don't do spiders. <laughs> I don't like spiders." Well, at first you were like that. Yeah, that's even, what I'm saying. The, in the beginning, the even the little spiders, ones. Yeah, even the. Little... Now, I mean, I'm I hate spiders, especially <laughs> before I, I started. I'm okay with a spider up to the size of a dime, or <laughs> a nickel. This is not three men talking. A nickel is pushing it. A spider with a body bigger than a nickel or the size of a nickel or up. Like those videos of them in Australia oh, where they look like not. they can eat one of our dogs. Yeah, those I'm not good with those either. What really freaks me out is snakes. 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 We don't uh, have yeah. too many of those over no. here though. So. so snakes freak me out and then I mean and then a lot of times we'll go into rats and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll see them all the time. I mean, we're basement dwellers too in our yeah. industry. The worst job I was ever on, we had a we had a guy up in Englewood, um, beautiful house, but they've they've been there for a long time. But they maintain the house very well. They've been there for forty years, and maybe four or five, even maybe six years ago, we had a freeze that came in for a week and a half straight. Okay, I remember that one. Yeah, they were on vacation at the time, and before he left for vacation. He turns his heat down to 50. Never do that. Yep. He turns his heat down to 50. A pipe b- freezes. 
and then the ha- then the house starts getting cold, and the boiler kicks on and punches a hole into the break and melts the ice. And for the next three weeks while he's gone, is pumping boiling water from his hot water boiler into his living room from the break in the first floor. The entire house, all the sheetrock was melting off the walls because it was all steam. The entire house was in one giant steam room. Every single inch of this house was completely destroyed. Everything. All the way down to the basement. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it was pretty good. I have some. I have old videos of that. Yeah. That still, but that was one of the worst, worst, worst cleanup jobs. And then two years later, it happened to him again because he didn't listen. <laughs> he didn't. He won't. He turns his heat off every time he goes away. Every, How what does he know? He's just a plumber. Every time, in even when like with the freeze that we just had, like in Jan in December. Yeah. Always raise the heat. Yeah. Never drop it. Yeah. Just, I mean, you spend a couple extra bucks on gas while you're gone. Like, just, you don't, trust me, the alternative is worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, know? We, we, we dealt with it. Yeah. We dealt with it. That was that was one of the worst jobs. And it was sad because, I mean, you, t- you talk about someone being in the house for 45 years. That's their home. And everything got destroyed. Everything. It was good right. work. Everything. The like sheetrock behind the tile in the bathroom was melting off the wall. And it was literally drooping. Mm-hmm. Wallpaper, everything was destroyed. It was just, it was, it was 180 degree water that that was pumping in there, and for three weeks, yeah, and it was like negative two. So the steam is freezing on the windows out. It was awful. Uh-huh. It was absolutely terrible. But th- that was brutal. Okay. What was? I this is kind of an oxymoron, but what was? You know, I don't even know what I was. I was going to say, well, what was? What was like the best? job but i can't even answer that best what job the, in, in, in my industry the best job i don't think there is a best job yeah because we're always getting called in when something really bad is happening yeah, yeah. bear yeah. of bad news is right what you are. and and you, you know you're walking in either somebody's house is getting uh, there's a fire somebody's house is flooding yeah you know they have five feet of water in their basement. Yeah. You said this last the, the last job you just talked about. You said you had six seven guys with you on that job, right? Which which one? The the hoarder job. Yeah. Okay. So you had six seven guys with you. That was back in twenty twelve. You said right. No, that was twenty twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty right before COVID. A week before we got shut down. And how many guys do you have with you now? So as a company, we've grown. As a small business, I've. I'm constantly reinvesting into my company, constantly. Of course. So right now, I can say that I have a crew of nine, and I can take over a country with these guys. That's good. I'll, I'll go to war at any time. That is hard to find in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. But they're, I, I take care of them. You have to. Right. I take care of them. And you got job openings? Go ahead. I, I can't be my guest. You're, you're going to be the crawl space guy. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, you're going to be the crawl space guy anywhere you go. Mr. Five Foot. So, if you don't take care of your people, your people will not take care of you. A hundred percent. And this is what customers don't understand. So, I'll pay. I, so the guy, the, the job that we did over the weekend, the warehouse. Yeah. They worked on a Saturday, and they worked on a Sunday. If you don't take care of these people right. on a Sunday, 
Yeah. Absolutely. And they came out, they did their thing. We were all having fun. The customer was ecstatic, which that's the bottom line. That's of who, course. You know, that's who has to be happy. And then we went, we all went out to dinner. Well, we all went out to dinner. I said, thank you very much. It's like Chick-fil-A. All the workers over there are super happy. And, and now, <laughs> tomorrow, I'm getting every single one of them a bottle of good bourbon. I, and just to say thank you. And you know what? If, you're, if you want people, quality guys, quality workers, in your home as a customer, the company has to pay for that. And you have to pay the company for the company to be able to pay their guys to be good guys, good quality guys. It's going to go down the line. You cannot expect Dom, um, Dom Perignon service with a lemonade budget. Right. You can't. It doesn't it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, and you can these a customer can go to the cheapest guy, but he's going to get the cheapest like when you we get say, what you pay for. When you but here's the thing. It's that's that's absolutely true statement, but people don't realize the depth of that because Oh, I get I I I pay for this. I get cheap work. You're getting cheap work. You're getting cheap workers. You're getting cheap material. You're getting cheap scheduling. You're gonna get thrown on the schedule whenever because you're not taking priority for these guys because they're running around like like Chicken, mad hatters. Yeah. So if you want to get in there, and I hear horror stories about these people going in there, and I'm sure that I'm sure the customers they're they're pissed that it's nothing's working out right. It's like, well, you didn't pay for anything to work out right. You know what I mean? You paid. You went for the cheapest people. You, companies who are coming in there presenting you with a good price, they know what their numbers are. They know what it's going to cost for us to get good guys in there and give you good work. So it's the numbers part. Up until two months ago, I think I knew what my numbers were. Yeah. They're not the same. They changed. Because a roll of tape that we were buying at $15 a roll is now 28 Oh, yeah. Since COVID? Yeah. Forget so, about it. So we were we constantly buy, you know, we're constantly buying consumables. Our numbers changed dramatically. Yeah. Drastically, weekly. It's like the, it's like the stock market. Yeah, 100%. So if you could hire a company that's, you know, cheap, they show up. In a minivan and not in a truck. Yeah. They're wearing cheap, they're wearing dirty, they're wearing dirty, ripped clothes. Mm -hmm. Their demeanor, they're carrying their tools in Home Depot buckets. I don't want somebody like that working no. in my house. No. They have a bad attitude because they're not getting paid right. Correct. They're constantly complaining. Yeah. They don't care about the customer. They're not going to clean up right. We were talking about this the other day. The vans that you'll see on the road, you can tell the the just the the bad workers. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can tell the bad companies. I don't want to say bad companies, but you can tell the companies that are on the lower end of the spectrum versus you know better companies just by their vans. Yep. And I'm not talking about like just beat up vans. I'm talking about like a like one of those magnets, a white van and just a magnet yeah. plastered to the side of the van that you can take off and put on your car so, the next day or whatever, you know? I'm okay with magnets because I, I have magnets on my trucks. Uh-oh. No, that, that, I, I totally agree. Oh, yeah. I cut, to his, cut his mic, cut his <laughs> mic. I, to, I totally agree, but there are, certain, there are situations that I have to have magnets. I don't like it, but I have to have magnets. Yeah. 
so people make fun of me or I'll drive, I'll pull up to a house and we have Sprinter vans. Everybody thinks because it's a Mercedes, it's expensive. It's just as it's similarly priced, priced with a Ford. Yeah. But people, you pull up in a Sprinter and they're like, oh, you're more expensive than anyone else. How am I supposed to have an emergency vehicle that has to run 24-7 in any type of circumstance? If, if Rolls-Royce made a truck and it was better than every single one, yeah. that's what I would have on the road. Well, here's the beauty about these businesses. With us and with you, you don't have to... You don't have to explain yourself to the customer. You don't have to explain your prices. You're yes, not I supposed do. to. I, yeah. But. You're not supposed to explain the prices because that's what it costs. That's what it is. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to give you good well, service. Well, even we have to sometimes explain. But you're not the point is you're not supposed to. You like you can go with me, you can not go with me and you have enough work where you can t you turn people now. down. Now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe it didn't start like that, but now you have right. enough work that you can turn people away, you know? Because you feel like they might not be uh, um, the most cooperative customer. The you know, best your... customer that I've ever had is the customer that I never did a job for. <laughs> what do you mean? The best customer. <laughs> the best friend I've ever had was someone I haven't met yet. We the, still don't talk. No, the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I blocked them. <laughs> the, so imagine your most horror story of a customer. Okay, I have okay. three. Okay. Any which one of them, wouldn't you have been better off if you would have said no? Yeah. There you go. Three of them. 100%. That, that's your best customer. Ah, I, I see. That's I the, get it now. the best customer. That's a, that's actually, that's, yeah, you're right, 100%. That's a good way of looking at it. Okay. Yeah. If, if they're going to start, well, I can, you know, I and, and the starting phrases that I will not engage with the customer are three. The one you you remember the one a couple of weeks ago, in River Edge yes. with the sump pump. Yeah. All right. I'm an engineer. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> right. or, or my wanna, or wanna... or I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Or I'm a general contractor. Yeah. Or I've I've been. Yeah. You know I have my or my or my uh, my boyfriend girlfriend is yeah. a, uh, so in the right. trades. It's like why don't you all right? I, why don't you I, lawyer I, this water out of your basement then? I walk away. Yeah. I have a brother-in-law that can do this, so get that one to do Which it. Which I don't understand. We get that sometimes too. It's like, it's like, then do it. What are you calling? Why are you me calling here? me? For? Yeah. Give me your Go best price. It. Yeah, my best. My best price. Give me your best. Th price. There is no best price. It, it's going to cost. Well, this is what's going to cost. This is what it's going to cost. And then, I don't know if you guys get it, but we get it all the time. But you're only here for two yeah. hours. Uh huh. Yeah, but I have thirty years of experience yep. doing yeah. this. Hundred percent. I have, I have, I have sweat tears. I have cut fingers. Yeah. I have, I have sprained backs. Ankles. I can't get out of bed in the morning for you. Yeah, You're yeah. welcome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you think I'm expensive, it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I want to be them. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the cheapest, and I don't want to be the most expensive. Hundred percent. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. But if you're right in the middle. You're paying for a service. You're paying for an experience. Yeah, it it sounds stupid, but you're paying for an experience. You walk into a house. We put drop cloths down. Mm -hmm. We cover everything that we're walking. Yeah, you into. guys are extremely clean. That's what I'll give to you. We'll put all up, your guys. We'll, we'll put up 
containment. We'll put up plastic. We have air scrubbers running so that we can, can contain dust. It gets dust. annoying sometimes yeah. when I come into a job after you're there and it's very clean and I'm like, everything is zippered up. Clean. Everything, <laughs> I have to be clean now and everything is zippered up and vacuum sealed and I'm like, I have to leave. I we have to leave the property better than what we found. Mm-hmm. Yep. My uncle. That's that's that was his whole thing. So, if I'm walking into a property, I have to make it better. Yeah. And then, how am I supposed to do that? So all our trucks are equipped with. I, I think on we now have like two different types of vacuums on our, on our trucks. We have brooms we have mops we have anything that needs to be cleaned yeah everything's in, in our you've, truck you've showed me your setup your setup is very yeah. nice we've oh, done your garage is, is beautiful yeah your garage is real nice we've done some work in it and it's just it's, what do you what do you think of my garage <laughs> oh it's good it's, it's gorgeous yeah <laughs> i mean he walks in he goes <laughs> before he sits down he goes what's that on the floor <laughs> don't worry just sit down <laughs> it's okay don't worry it's fine. an epoxy from a project we were trying to do <laughs> so when when you're out and you're socializing i don't do that often but okay when you do i used to and you get asked what do you do how do you explain your profession oh i tell people i protect the health of this nation okay <laughs> i tell people i save more lives than doctors <laughs> <laughs> people don't like to hear that i told you i tried to say that to my friends the other night they were like get over yourself yeah so how would so that's what you say. How can I introduce myself when they ask me? The same way. I save more lives than doctors? Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's a good one. I'll use it. Yeah, I save well, I save more lives than doctors. What of it? <laughs> people do, People take it for granted. Granted, it's, pre, it's preventative maintenance. Yep. The reason why you get clean water is from plumbers. So the clean way, water, the sewer. reason why you get clean air in your building after a, a disaster is because of you. And you you explained to me one of those machines. First of all, I want you to explain how you clean mold. And two, the other machine that you told me, because I didn't know that you have to clean the air after a fire in a building. Yeah. But you told me that you filter the air right. after a fire. So two separate, two separate, that's yeah. same sentence, two separate questions. Yeah. How do you clean mold? Never use bleach. Really? Never. It so if you take bleach right now off off the shelf, uh-huh. okay? And you pour it on your pants, what's going to happen? You get that sweet 80s stonewash uh <laughs> that stonewash aesthetic that people used to pay okay. $100. Okay. Bleach is your, it, it whitens your, it takes color out. Okay. Uh-huh. Awesome. Take the same bleach, put it in a spray bottle and spray it on black on mold that's black. And by the way, just because the mold is black doesn't mean it's the dangerous mold. Okay. Okay. And spray it on the mold. What happens? Does it just change its color? It disappears. Okay. It, it just bleached the color. That's it? Oh. That's all it does. Okay. Doesn't kill it. Oh. So bleach if, doesn't kill that? No, it does not. Oh. Bleach is a corrosive. So you walk into those 1950s, 1960s bathrooms with yeah. a 4 by 4 tile. Right. How many of those tiles have you seen now that they have lost their luster? All, all of them? them? Yeah. It's because of the bleach. Oh, Okay. Well, how de- let me ask you this. When someone when we go into like we just did a that that house up in Rivervale that we just did. They do have that white that white mold growing up in the ceiling. How dangerous? Let's say we're we're and what we like to do is we like to be honest with the customer mm-hmm. because people hear mold they think it's the plague. How dangerous and at what point does it get where these where 
a customer should really be concerned. Because I've heard you say that everyone does have a little bit of mold around their house. There's mold. No, no there, not a little. If we take a, on a perfect day, yeah, on the perfect day, if we take an air sample outside, we're going to find mold. Right. Mold is something that's existent. It will never get rid of it. So when we're taking exterior air samples of when we're doing um, a post uh, a pre uh, testing, yeah, and then a post testing, what we're doing is we're taking an exterior sample and we're taking it as a control, and then we take an interior sample of air. So we're comparing the molds. Okay. So any mold that's outside, you're gonna find inside. Yeah. Okay. So if the mold on the on the outside is higher than the mold inside, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that good mold, the mold on the outside? All mold is mold. So it's it's like saying I'm you know, I'm 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 allergic to uh to 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 to, to, la- uh, to lactic uh, uh lactic lactose. acid uh, lactose and you're not. So if you're allergic to mold, you'll be more prone to have if you have uh, respiratory issues, correct. mold is going to affect you more. Gotcha. Okay. And and there's like there's, there's 130,000 different species of mold, and they're all the the, the color. The so spectrum it's all of the vari- It's a whole, whole bunch of different right. variables. Correct. Mold. Penicillin. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's the good mold. It's the good fats. <laughs> so the mold that's the most dangerous that everybody says that oh it's black mold. It's in in the in the industry is we call it uh, it's. The scientific name is Stachybotrys. Or, is that a Greek word? No. No? No. It, no. <laughs> Does that come from Greek origin? <laughs> hold on, let me pull, my, let me pull up my song. <laughs> Wait, tell this story again, go. <laughs> Stachybotrys. <laughs> no, go ahead, I'm sorry. That mold is the, the most dangerous mold. But that mold to grow, it has it has to be constantly moist. And constantly wet for a very, very, very long time. So people who are ignoring their Correct. water issues. So that mold, when you touch it, is almost like a slime. Slimy. That is the dangerous stuff. Gotcha. I had a friend. I think I told you I did a job for my friend in my friend's house. He had a leak. I think I called you after it, too. He had a leak in his kitchen sink. And I replaced the water lines. I replaced the P-trap. I replaced the lines behind the wall, and I went on the outside of the house so I didn't rip up his cabinets. I just ripped up the siding, cut up the siding. And we found out that this leak was happening for such a long time. He was getting that slimy black mm-hmm. mold. That's the worst. And I told mm-hmm. him, I was like, this has been happening for a long time. He goes, yeah, I just I kind of ignored it. I knew it was happening. And I was like, you can't ignore it. And I showed him it was black, slimy black mold. And I was like, this is bad. You should get somebody to come here and, and remediate this. It was like venom. And he, and he goes... Don't worry, it'll air out. Mike, are you out of your mind? <laughs> that, that, what that, do you know? You're just you know you, you're, no. you're just a plumber. Yeah. You're just a plumber. <laughs> Listen, uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. All right, we'll give the audience a chance to Google what slime mold looks like, and then come back all discussing. But we'll take a, a quick break, and we'll be back in a few minutes.
You ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to come back from the break? Ready to come back from the dead. <laughs> Would you like some more uh, I already ma- took magic? S- I, I took some more. I, I snuck it. Okay. Did I, you? I snuck it. Yeah, I put it in the. I put it in my coffee. You're, closet, oh. you're a closeted tequila fan. No, I'm a closeted alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're back again. Oh, we're live. This is what it is. Oh, we're, we're recording. recording. Yeah. All right. I'm not an alcoholic. It's not a <laughs> we're back again. <laughs> with Hi, the... my name is Max. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem. <laughs> my mother genuinely thinks I do. I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't. I, she I thinks you have a lot of problems. Things. Yeah, I do. And she's uh, yeah. she's right on the money. So we're back here with Otto from Jigsaw PMR, Property Maintenance Restoration in Oradell, New Jersey. Residential, commercial, and industry cleanup guy. Junk removal, fire cleanup. Do you do junk removal? Not as... It's on the DL? No. No, we only remove junk that is affected by stuff. Okay. But well, you can't, like a hoarder can't hire you to clean well, out their house. Affected. We can. Okay. We, we'll do that, but a lot of people won't hire us because numbers. It's expensive? Be, well, if you want the right people to do it. You're more expensive than somebody else that specializes in that, right? Right. So if, if you're getting cold into a, a hoarder situation, there's a lot of things going on. There could be a town could be involved. The right. health department of a town could be involved. The fire department can be yeah. involved because they're shutting off the utilities. I'm certified. I so I, I have a biohazard certification. Yep. So that means that we can work with, uh, we we can do crime scene cleanup. We can do unattended deaths. And oh wow! Like, I I've never done one. No, I don't think I have the stomach for. So when we did the training, when I did the training, the people that trained us were they're actually out of Jersey, they're in Rahway. In 2012 with Sandy, they were telling us that they were called in into the morgue of New York City and all the bodies were floating. Oh, no. Jeez. So, you know, they, they, they brought them in and they said, well, don't go in there because... That is morbid. <laughs> we have floaters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> God. That is morbid right there. Yeah. You, might, you know, my grandfather used to do that? Well, something in that field. He used to, he used to dress the bodies... He used to live up top a morgue, above a morgue. Oh, don't get me started on that. And kind he, of, don't and get he, me started on that kind of stuff. He used to dress the bodies. You know what do they call those? Mortician. Yeah, yeah. mortician. It's a yeah. mortician. Yeah, he used to dress the bodies up, and and my grandmother used to live there, and she's this very proper, you know, prim trim lady. Mm-hmm. And one time she walked in on him dressing up one of the dead bodies, and she goes, "Nope, we're out of here." And that's why he quit that. He left that job and he worked. He moved out to Long Island. So yeah. she couldn't do it. I'm from an island in Greece called Corfu, very small island, about 130,000 people. So it's small. It's probably so, beautiful. It, it it is. So one of the morticians there was a friend. Guy died now. You know, he was older. So in in the late 90s. There were a lot of heat waves that were hitting in Europe. Now, in Europe, in the 90s, a lot of people didn't have air conditioning. They don't use air conditioning now, right. too. That's a thing. They don't believe in it. Yeah. So a lot of people were just dropping dead because of the heat. And it was the older people that were dying. So a friend went into this guy's shop in town, and he knew him, and he's like, you know, I, he needed to use the restroom. Now this guy was so busy that he had a 
Oh no. I don't even want to know where this is going. This is appropriate. <laughs> he had a dead body standing up leaning against the bathroom. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just as a like a ball busting prank. <laughs> so the, my friend needed to use the bathroom and this guy wasn't moving. <laughs> oh my god. So the guy goes taps him on the shoulder and says, Hey buddy, you done? <laughs> he tips, tips over. The body comes Oh my back. gosh, dude. That's insane. <laughs> See, people down in that area of the world, they have. I mean, we look at death, and we're very, especially in this country, we're like, you know, it, death, it is it, it is a daily thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jeez, that is that is ridiculous. I, I, I still think of that story, and I, I still start. <laughs> I almost got a job like that back, and I was working at a bank, and we had a customer who used to come in all the time who who's, he owned the funeral home mm -hmm. and they were hiring and they were looking for guys to go out and get dead bodies and i was thinking i actually tossed around the ideas could i do that could i like go to someone's house and take the body out and he said sometimes you know they get stiff you got to push them down to get on the table i'm like what eh, i'll stick with the bank what do you mean they get they get stiff if you the rigor mortis hits yeah so if what if they die in their chair let's say, right. let's say someone dies in let's say your great-grandfather what sat every day watched tv the same chair he died in his chair Rigor mortis will set in in him in that position, and oh, you no. have to get him straight. You got to get him straight. No, because we're burning the, the house down. <laughs> so my cousin. No, we're calling Otto afterwards. My Remediation. <laughs> my first cousin had a, a friend of his that his his parents his family owned a uh, funeral home. So one night my cousin was coming home and he had to borrow one of their cars to get home. Now his friend was a baseball player. So, but this car was used to hold dead bodies back and forth. Mm -hmm. So my cousin was driving. So my cousin is very afraid. So he's driving down a street and every, every three seconds he's looking behind them constantly thinking that somebody's there. So all of a sudden he's come, trying to come home and then he sees a stop sign and he slams on the brakes. All right. Don't tell me a body flies forward. No, the, but uh, but the story was I told you the kid played baseball. There was a baseball in the car, <laughs> so the baseball came rolling and it hits the floor. My cousin walked home. <laughs> <laughs> he got so freaked out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, that's 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 some morbid stuff that not everyone can deal with. Yeah. But you know what? Every guy, every funeral director that I've ever met, they're like the happiest people. The nicest guys. Let me just tell you, you have to be. Yeah. Because you're dealing with you're dealing with trauma uh, and loss constantly. And, you're yeah. de you're dealing with, you know, they it, when we were doing our trainings. It, I mean, there's we're nothing like funeral directors, right? Right. We're not, of course. But we're constantly dealing with disaster. Yeah. yeah. There's only so much that you can absorb. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's only so much. So you really have to be. You if really have to laugh. You have to have a certain right. sense of humor. Yeah. A certain sense. We were talking. I remember that time in the truck. Me and you were in the truck. We just came off of a miserable, awful job, and we didn't talk. We didn't talk to each other. The whole job. The whole job because it was just Angry. anger and, and when frustration. We did, when we did, we were insulting each other and. Yeah, it was. That it was, was a good job. It was no good. <laughs> it was no good. And then we got into the truck. We both got into the truck. And we were silent, and we put on the radio, and some song Katie came on Perry. the radio. It was a Katy Perry song. And we 
both started singing the song. <laughs> started singing the song, and afterwards we looked at each other and started laughing. We we're like, "How did we go from the most miserable <laughs> miserable people on this earth, the most unpleasant people to deal with, to the happiest we're, people?" We're driving just from home, a song. last job in the day, literally singing <laughs> "Firework" by Katy Perry yeah. together with the two dogs in the between us. Like the lamest, you have gayest to have, thing you've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> you have to have a weird sense of humor if you're in a job that's frustrating. But every job has its own frustrations, I guess. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I, this industry is not easy whatsoever. And we go, okay, we so let me, give you this, let me give you this example. We have, we're, we're working in a mall. I'm not going to tell you which one. I don't want to know. But we just started working in a mall. We're working in, we're putting in, they're doing oh, a new no. restaurant. And we have to, every day, we have to sign in to the security office, the management office. And the woman we have to deal with, she just, like, visually, you can tell. She's miserable. That there's a stick three quarters of the way up (laughs) and behind all the time. She lives her life in hatred toward people. But she works in a beautiful office that's climate controlled. Now, we show up at 3 o'clock. We couldn't get there any earlier. To start the job, we're filthy, we're sweaty. We've been working outside all day um, in the heat, busting our bodies. You, you like the heat, don't you? <laughs> Do I look like I like the heat? You like the heat, don't you? <laughs> I don't like anything. <laughs> heat included. But this, this woman who has this little bit of authority, because she's the secretary in the management office, so she has a little bit of authority. She has a power trip. Just a power trip and like, you're, you just have this attitude about you. Like every time I asked her a question, she would she would like sneer her lip. It's like, listen. I don't know what happened to you in your past life, but how come we come in here and we're nice to you and you return it with attitude? Like just stop it. I'll tell you how to. I use this once and it worked, I'll tell you. So if you have somebody that's treating you this way, you just turn around and, and, and apologize to them. Tell them, I'm sorry that you're having a miserable day and if you need to take it out on me, go right ahead. <laughs> I'll be your punching bag. And then you film it. And, and, you film and, the reaction. and, then, and then it's like, you know, the, the, the reaction is like, that 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 it's it's stuff like that that bothers me because I look at guys who are in our industry. I mean, I don't want. I'm not. I don't. Want, I'm not trying to be dramatic. Okay, but are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm really not trying to. Why don't you pay some background music? <laughs> you would know if he's trying music. to be dramatic. You know if he's. Let me pull to be up dramatic. sad violin music. But no, and it's not that we sit here and complain about it all the time. But we're abusing our bodies to do what we do. Yes, for you. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm I'm not going to denigrate or say we do what we do is worse off, but at least a lot of people that we deal with that have the worst attitudes and just treat us like garbage are the ones that have it so good. Where like like we like I'm saying with this commercial office, like this woman is in a climate controlled, comfortable office and just filled with hate. He doesn't like that she has working air conditioning. But us and other companies like us, we're we're always nice. We have a Anyone nice customer attitude. Yeah. Anyone in the trades. 
you know who I feel for? Like, well, right not now? anyone. There has been there. There are jerks in the trades, but generally, right? Yeah. You know who I feel for right now? Who's that? The HVAC guys. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, they're, 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 my oh. my AC is not working, and I have to go into an attic that's 130 degrees, and the person downstairs like, well, you know, it's hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was in an attic the other day. Are you and almost I, done? Yeah. I was in an attic the other day, and I said to myself, I don't know how, how HVAC guys do. I couldn't do this all summer. Well, you know what I read recently is if four times a week, if you spend 20 minutes in a sauna, you lower your risk of heart attack by 51%, risk of stroke by 62%. So what are you telling me? Sit in my We should all get an HVAC. <laughs> we should all get an We'll live longer. So- the worst, besides being an HVAC guy, die quicker. is being a mold remediation guy that has to treat mold, that has to wear a water, a, 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 a weather, a waterproof Tyvek suit yeah. that is just like wearing a garbage bag <laughs> on you, yeah. and you have a respirator, and then you go into the attic, and what, as long as you're up there, you walk out and you take off your suit, and there's a puddle of water. Ugh. Yeah, you have to like you have to be in communication with that guy, don't you, or something? Constantly, the walkie-talkie, Constantly. be like, no, "Are you still alive?" So it's like on, the NASA space on, missions. On jobs like that, on That's jobs nasty. like that, you always. My biggest fear, in jobs like that, is what happens if somebody passes out. Right. What What do you do in the instance of somebody getting fainting? Yeah. You have to be certified for certain things in your field, or no? So in the state of New Jersey, the only thing I need as a company is insurance and a, and a HIC license. Okay. That's the only thing that I need. I'm certified, though. I have, I have all the certifications that I need to have to do my job. I would like to see the state of New Jersey making um, mold remediation to have a license. Yeah. I would love to see that. So I'm licensed in oh, New York wow. for you mold. You don't have to be licensed to remove no, mold. Not in New Jersey. So some schmuck can come in yes. and just spray bleach all Correct. over the place. So that the, so that's why. So in a lot of instances, we're we're not doing. I don't do mold anymore because it's just a constant competition oh. on who's the cheapest. Gotcha. So we try to avoid doing mold okay. because of that. People think that, oh, you're making a lot of money. We avoid doing it. Mm. If I don't have to do it, if I don't have to give an estimate for mold, I won't even go. Because is it just a waste of time to uh, even just the give time. the estimate? No, it, it works out sometimes. But most of the time, it's who's the cheapest. Oh. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's that we, we have to deal with that too. We get We get competitive... People shopping all the time, which is fine. They're Com- going to do that. Competitive DIYers. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, listen. Here's the thing about all these YouTube channels telling, teaching homeowners how to do their own work, is they never do it right, and we get called in, and we have to charge them to rip out what they put in and then put it back correctly. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa! I, you're gonna, I, I mean, I, you're gonna gouge me on this? Like I already suffered because I had to. Say, I could have shark bited that. That's what they. I, I, that's a you problem. Yeah, you I should. Know. You should have hired a professional. So I did, I, this is not my house. It's your house. So my big my my reaction to that is well, sucks for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, what do you want me to do? Nice way. You can, no, you yeah. Can, what do you? Do what you what want. would you like me to do? Yeah. No, you can do whatever you want. It's your house. You can do whatever you want. But this is this is what I do. 
So the biggest thing that I have with a lot of customers is like, well, what if you only do this? Oh yeah. It's uh, like, we, yep. I, we I, I can't just do this. It's like, why? No, it doesn't because work like that. I can't sign off on it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I can't sign off on this being done right. Well, and then, you know, when they change their story. So we have waivers that we have customers sign. So, uh -huh. Miss, Miss Johnson, Mr. Smith, whatever you want to say, you need to remove this carpet because it's full of sewer water. No, 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 no. We can clean it. Okay. Sign this. What's this? Well, it's saying that you don't want me to remove that, and if you get sick, you can't, you can't sue me because I told you that you need to remove it. Oh, okay. That's when they change Take the tune. Exeno. Maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. Exeno with Ex the Toast family. Exeno on them. Exeno yeah. with a Toast. What does that even mean? Exeno foreigner. means foreigner. Ah. Yeah. So, what's domestic? Look, it's yes. just foreign and domestic. <laughs> we were watching clips of that movie today. You know, the, you know what's so funny? Neither parents have a foreign accent whatsoever in that movie. Yeah. Fact Greek Wedding. The father is so funny. Yeah. I haven't seen the that, second that one, was, and I'm that, not going to. That was my uncle. Yeah, that, that that was exactly my uncle. He had a story for everything. God rest his soul. I haven't seen my big fat Greek wedding too because the first one is the perfect romantic yeah. comedy. And the I second one was okay. This, yeah, it was still funny, but yeah. No, we. Uh, what you were saying before about can you only do this? Can you only can we stop here? Try to save money. It's like you can now in three months. When the pipe that you didn't want me to touch that is already spouting a crack breaks and we have to reopen the ceiling, like it's just like I can't have I can't have my contractor come in here and close up this wall with confidence. I can't. Because when this when the pipe breaks down the line, you're gonna blame me for it anyway, even though you wanted to opt out now. And then you're gonna blast me on Google reviews and say I'm a horrible plumber. And like, no, we're coming in here, listen, here's your problem. This is what we need to remove and replace to fix this problem. And if you don't want to do that, there's plenty of people that will come in here and fly by night your job in a heartbeat for half my cost. What do you want to do? Yeah. And if they don't want to do it, that's it. So, so we have people that say, well, if what, what if I go and uh, what if do I it. start doing this? Do it. I'm like, yeah. Go right ahead, but you're, I'm not going to follow right behind you. Do it. Here's my card, and I'll be waiting yeah. for your call. I, yeah, I, I just walk away. We I get just, the I same thing. Just walk away. We're both an emergency-based industry. Yeah, we are. We're, both of our companies are emergency-based, which also the problem we run into is, I scheduled this, and you guys were supposed to be here three hours ago. It's like, listen. You you have nine toilets and one of them is not flushing. You're gonna have to wait. This and other you, lady has no hot water. And you should have told your son to go to trade school. <laughs> All right. Oh, don't get me started. There might be don't, more plumbers don't, out don't there. Don't get me started on on yeah. that. <laughs> Do you? Well, your son, your does your son work with you now? He works with me now. A hundred percent. He's still he's still in school. Okay. He's still in college. He has an, another year left. Let me ask you something. Oh, go, go finish. What are you saying? And he wants to. He is going to start working with me full time. So why, why is he even, you, why why is he even bother following finishing college? So who's paying for it? I am. So Xena. get him on the phone. No, so get him on the phone right now. No, I, 
g- growing up, I grew I grew up in a, in a Greek household that everything was, you know, we could do it ourselves. We can save money doing this, save money doing that. I don't have to go to the hospital. Just spray Windex. I can build that. My 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 father was uh, he he came he came in nineteen fifty five to the states. Not speaking a word of English, he put himself through college. He became an uh, an electrical engineer. Wow! All right. I started working in the restaurants. My my parents owned the diner. Typical (laughs) typical Greek. Okay, so in the early in the early nineties, I I went to. I have an associate's degree from Bergen. Then I went to work in the restaurants. And then I, I, in 1992, I graduated culinary school. What? Really? Wow. I yeah. didn't know that about you. Yeah. You never invite us over to your house for dinner. I don't cook. My wife, I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed. I can only barbecue because it's outside. Still. Okay. Oh, so you went to culinary school. You didn't graduate from culinary school. No, I, I, I finished. I, 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 I actually worked... In uh, in Europe, you gotta you gotta make some baklava and bring it and over, he's man. He's not allowed to cook in his house. No, because I need ten people to clean after. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. I'm the yeah. same way. Yeah. It's so, a nightmare. Right. So <laughs> I noticed because all the like these industries are all very hard industri- industries. They're very difficult industries. Right. So at some point, you change. You want to change. Your 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 lifestyle. You, mm-hmm. I mean, when my daughter was born, you know, the first time that I actually went to the beach with her, you know, it was like four years later. Yeah. You know, she was like four years old. So, I thought that it w- if I would have had a a degree, it would have helped me make it easier. Make for it you. easier. So yeah. both of my kids, my, it was very simple. You need a four year a four year college degree i don't care if you don't use it if when you graduate but you need a four-year degree to get it you still you still think the same way or you no so so both of my kids went to riverdale high school in oradell right great school okay (laughs) all these schools are just pushing high-end colleges yeah, they're brainwashing kids. Right. So when my son was a junior, and we were having a conversation with the guidance counselor, we I got into a fight with her. And I asked her, "Why are you pushing colleges for liberal arts?" And I don't hear any one of you saying, "Why don't you become an electrician? Why don't you become a plumber?" Right. Yeah. In the next ten years, okay, maybe sooner. Plumbers and electricians will be the new millionaires. I hope so. And the reason being is nobody Nobody's, wants to yeah. do it. Yeah. Right now, I, I I mean, I had I had attended a um, Cucan Brothers had a, a thing a couple of years ago up right. in Mawa. They were same. They were showing their you know new products and things like that. They had a, like an expo. And there was a few guys talking, and they were saying four, three years ago, four years ago, that there's four and a half million positions in the United States right now, well, four years ago, that cannot be filled because people are not there. HVAC. There's just no one. Oh, there. Right. Yeah. HVAC. It's plumbers. Way more than that now. Right. HVAC. Plumbers, electricians, carpenters. 
Yeah. These are professions that, I mean, everybody wants an electric car. How are you going to charge this? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, don't even get me started. I've, no. for, uh, as far as college goes, listen, at this point, and this isn't even a political view or whatever, these kids are coming out of colleges brainwashed into social justice activism, and they're not even getting real educations anymore. No, they're not. So, and I look at, you, and you made the point that no one's coming up into the trades, and these pe- these kids are tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at some point with with a useless piece of paper that's gonna that's gonna give them nothing, but they they're it's like they're manipulated and brainwashed into go to college, go to college, Correct. go to college, and and I honestly believe that they're being brainwashed into doing that because the education system knows that they'll be brainwashed into social justice activism in the long run anyway. So, so what I see, what I see in, in this country right now, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to take it into, into a political. Context, no, I don't. Yeah. But everybody Do thinks, everybody thinks that socialism is great till you live in a socialist country. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, well, everybody Greece fell apart. And they're still they're still socialist, yeah. and it's still going to fall apart. I mean, if you talk about socialist countries, the tax rate's like fifty two percent. Right. And what happens when when the tax rate is a is fifty or fifty one percent? You no longer own nothing yourself. No. You now when you're paying out more than half of what you're making and what you're worth. Correct. The government owns you. Correct. That's and why we, you I go don't... to those countries. We went to Europe, but you go to those countries and they don't make anything. You just sit down at cafes on beautiful beaches all day yeah. long. They don't. There's, mm-hmm. there's no. They're not producing anything no. anymore. Nope. You know that's the. That's, and and people think that that's the way of doing it. If oh, you, they live such a nice life. Yeah, you, you live a life where you own nothing, so you just have to compensate for <laughs> having a nice beach mm-hmm. and having nice old architecture. And listen, I'm not gonna say that those countries aren't gorgeous. They they are. Yeah. They're beautiful, and it's nice to go to vacation, but. As a country itself, there's no substance anymore because if you don't make things, if you don't create, you don't have anything. Right. True. Right. You know? So going back to the worst customer. Yeah. You remember the rainstorm that we had in May? April. The 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 last. It was like May first. It started the last day of April, and everything in the area got flooded. Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. We get called into a customer at 11.30 at night in Alpine. Okay. So it was a call that came in from one of the lead services. Pick up the phone. Please come. Our house is flooding. So my first question is, do you have a sump pump? And the response was, no, we don't. I said, you're not covered by insurance. Oof. Please come anyway. I get there. After this customer, I changed my my demeanor on the way I, I treat, I, I walk into customers' homes now. We walk inside. My first gut reaction is, okay, let's just drop everything and let's help these people. Let's get our pumps, get yeah. everything to yeah. start getting them out. Well, I didn't sign, I didn't get a work yeah. authorization signed. Two days later, they called their uh, builder. They threw me off the job. 
they did not want to pay me for the 12 o'clock in the morning call that I went to their house. And I, I, I literally stopped the rest of the basement from flooding. Do you have any recourse for that? What do you mean? Not if like, they didn't sign anything. You got no Same recourse. Nothing. 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 So now I won't go to a job. I won't go to a job. It was the most expensive, one of the most expensive lessons that I've learned. I've learned that lesson. Of being, of, of trying to help. You're sitting under a waterfall. Please sign this before I stop. You have to do that. I'm not, I'm not. No, you literally have to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I can't do that anymore. We had you know, this, you're right. We had the same thing. We ba- I, we bailed a, f- a fa- beautiful house in Franklin Lakes, bailed them out. And you know what? And this is going to sound harsh, but it's our fault. It's our fault. Yeah, it is. You can't blame. Listen, the customer knows we have no recourse. Right. And the fact that we have no recourse, it's our fault that we don't cover our own ass. That is correct. You know what I mean? I totally agree with you. Yeah. So it's almost like you can't like curse the customer to hell because I went in there stupid and thinking – Wow, they sound so desperate. Let's get them up and running. Let's take care of them. We'll, we'll worry about signing contracts later. Nope. They, so, people will see that and they'll hone in. So customers like that are the customers that make us bitter. Not, not, no, I don't, I don't want to say the word bitter. But right now, if somebody calls me at 1.30 in the morning and I, sh- I have to get there because they're flooding. Yeah. If they don't, if I ask the questions that I need to to, to know what ha- is happening, if they're flooding and they don't have a pump and it's not a pipe and it's groundwater, I'm going to ask for a two thousand dollar deposit. Yeah. There you go. Oh. You've honed in your questions to the to the point where you're like, if I'm coming out at one o'clock in the morning, absolutely, I know that it's going to be worth it for me. Versus, you correct, know, I know that I'm not. Yeah. Right. I do the same thing with emergency calls. When we have emergency calls, and I we did I didn't do this for years. But now when we have an emergency call and we have to dispatch somebody, Nancy takes $200, sometimes 250 depending where they're at, over the phone just to get a guy to knock on your front door. And all that $250 covers is, for is you a technician to get, to get there and knock on your front door. Correct. That's what, so we're, we're, we're starting to take deposits like this. That's $2,000. I'm mobilizing. Mm-hmm. I'm mobilizing. I'm coming to your house with fans. And I'm coming there with everything that I need to do to yep. get this job started. Yep. If you think that that's too much money, then sorry. Yeah. It so, sounds it sounds harsh that we that we have to do this. It's not. Nah. But in a way, it them. is. But let's look. I let's look at it this way. We know what it takes. We know what it takes to stay in business. We're not in, in a five hundred one c three charity here. This is a business. Mm-hmm. We're we're feeding families. We're we're paying employees to come in and work for us and work well for you. The only you one know feeding I mean? the family is him, huh? The only one feeding a family is him. I, I have a dog family. to feed, and and you got Frankie, which is like feeding a family. Are you but... minimizing my family? <laughs> Frankie's like feeding a family. But no, it 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 really comes down to it that. Asking, we shouldn't be. We should have full confidence in saying that you you have to pay this deposit. Or I'm not coming over. It doesn't, it doesn't what, mean I'm a bad guy. That's what I do now. And yeah. then the the other thing that we get a lot of is like, well, I have mold. Can I send you a few pictures? And can you look at them? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm coming over there. No, it's it's like well, and, and we get it mostly from uh, from real estate transactions. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, I got you. Well, well, I'm buying the house, and the inspector says that there's mold. Can you come and give me an estimate? Yeah. Sure. It's $350 for me to come and give you the estimate, and if you decide to go with me, I'll, re- I'll credit you the, yeah. that amount. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that because that costs money for you to get over there and oh, do that you're, whole thing. You're, you're going to charge me to come and give me an estimate? Yeah, because you, yeah. you, because you just need it to, yeah. to, for you. Yep. Yeah. That's no. it. And you got you got to be able to see through these tricks. And people may think you're a jerk or an a-hole for doing okay. it. But you know what? When we get in there and take care of a customer that utilizes our services properly, we will take the best care of that person we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I can say that with confidence. And we were talking about pricing, too. When you go in there, and if you're middle high to of the road, on the higher end of the middle road, let's say, if you sell yourself, sell yourself with confidence and know why you're charging what you do. If you, because if you believe in your ability to do the right job, and charge the right amount, and you believe in the fact that you're going to be the best plumber or remediation or cleanup guy for these people, you should have plenty of confidence to sell your pricing. It should be no question. And confidence in selling yourself is probably one of the biggest convincers to a customer that you know what you're doing and you're worth bringing in. Yeah. And then they reward you with a good tequila. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but and it all works out in the which end. Which Otto brought for us. Today. So, I've, I don't know if it's happened to you. I have gotten jobs because I picked up the phone. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I hear it from Nancy all the time. It's like. I called five people and yep. no one's getting back to me. Yeah. You picked up, just come and do it. I don't care what yep. it's going to be. We get that all the time. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, just come and do it. No, we get that all the time. Why don't people pick up the phone? I I, I, it's beyond me. You know me. why? You know why? This is, it's because a lot of companies, small businesses, are one or two man operations. That's not an excuse. I, I, but. It's not an excuse. They don't have an office person. I didn't have an office person up until six months ago. I picked up the phone. I pick up every single call, whether it's a scamming scam this call is not from to India be offensive or not. To you, but are you are you getting in there? Are you getting in the crawl spaces like your guys are? Not anymore. Not anymore. So when you started, you were doing yes. that. Okay. Yes. So so you were answering the phone. You were doing everything. All right. How, so you have how, a get up and go attitude though though. How can I tell my guy how to do something if I haven't done it? Oh, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I'll send him anywhere that I would never go. No, I'm, no, 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying about going all into, night long. I'm not saying going into a crawl space. I'm saying if you tell Max how to, you need to redo this pipe and re-sweat it, oh. and Max will go to you, well, how? Oh, of course, yeah. Absolutely. If you can't show him, right. then he just lost. Yeah. Right. But so that's why. So I have done it. The, yes. I know you've done it, but the point is, is what I'm trying to say is that are you the guy who's were you the guy who's selling the jobs yes. more so yes. versus doing but, the work? Not so that you don't now, do work. now yes. Okay. Now yes. So now my guys, I'll go set up a job. I'll go set up the job, and then when I set up the job, my goes go, my guys go to me. Okay, yeah, bye bye. Self sufficiency, right. you have that, now. right? But it's taken a very long time to get people to right. understand the end result, right? Yeah. So we we'll walk into a house, and when we're done, we mop the floors. So 
when you're walking in, it's spotless. Yeah. yeah. It's because you mop the floors on. on you're not going to get that with the them. cheapest guy. No, with the cheapest company. You know, yeah. it, it, this all this stuff, all this stuff, it costs money, and, it, and we live in a post-COVID world right now, mm-hmm. with post-COVID manufacturing and post-COVID shipping costs and post-COVID gas prices. So, it is a completely whole new ball game at this point. You know. Yeah, but you have to do. You still have to do the right thing. Of course, oh, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But you, what you said when you checked, you you used a cleaner, and pre-COVID it was fifth, it was whatever. It, it was a tape, a tape. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were using that, and you you weren't paying attention to the price increase, no. and you realized all of a sudden it's twenty eight dollars. Now, now that now that we live in this post-COVID world where prices get raised every two and a half months for a roll of tape. Yeah, but uh, for it, a roll of tape. Listen, it's it's not it's. There's a lot of companies out here. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed on our end to make sure if you're trying to stay ahead of the pack, you have to you have to put in all that extra work. You know what I mean? So yeah. that customer that we went to yesterday, they called me in for that yeah. ceiling leak. This is what their kitchen looks like today. Oh, wow. Holy smokes. You got to send me this me picture see. so I can post it. Yeah. Look at that. Look look how all the, the look how the dryer lines are all. It looks like it, it looks, looks like, like an, an alien o- pod. Uh, like an octopus. Yeah. Oh my god. So what we try to do is Holy smoke. I mean, that's you don't you just don't go in and start ripping stuff apart. Right. Like, like we did yesterday. What is that? You right. you punch holes and you you shove tubes in there to dry out. Correct. Oh, so it's Wow. Like a, well, so now you can patch the ceiling instead of Ripping it down yeah, but what if there was insulation in that ceiling? Then it has to come out. Then it has to come out. Right. But that the good thing is there's no insulation. Yeah. So you can dry it in place. Right, right, right. I mean, we were testing. The way they were describing when they were getting water was really strange. So we were spraying the outside of the yeah. house, hitting the roof and everything, but it ended up being that one little pipe tucked in the corner. And that one little pipe with that slow drip every 14 seconds mm-hmm. did all that damage grew that mold, you know? So if you notice in the picture, the camera didn't pick up yesterday, the thermal imaging camera uh-huh. didn't pick up the water um, towards the other side. Right. So they got wet almost by their by their uh, stove also. Oh, wow. So that's why we have all that tubing yeah. going up there. Well, listen, I, I, there's a reason I call you for that stuff because, like I said, you're always there, and if you can't get there, you say... I can be there in this such and such time. If they want to wait, they can wait. If not, and I just think it's funny that you just pulled up to my shop one day handing out business cards. <laughs> and that's how it happened. Yeah. You you said I was selling myself. To yeah, you. and you know I we sold, get it. I we, sold I sold myself to you, and now we became friends. That's drinking, it. Yeah. Drinking tequila and doing a podcast. Doing a podcast. I mean, we get calls. Oh, I just saw your trucks riding around. Mm-hmm. I mean, on slow days, we'll just drive around and go shopping. In the truck, you know? (laughs) But uh, listen, I'm glad you did this. I'm glad you came on. No, I I really, I really, really like the. Good. I've heard all the podcasts. I haven't heard the one with your uncle. You got to listen to that one. That's a good one. I started listening to it and I just passed out. I was just, I was beat. He's not the most interesting person. I mean, (laughs) no, I I was, I was, no. So Tuesday, Tuesday at 12 o'clock, I get a call. 
from one of my clients. And it's, uh, it's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I need you like yesterday. Oh. I'm like, well, what's two going on? in the morning or two, no, two, two in, in the afternoon. Oh. I'm like, what's going on? It says, one of the stores that I manage, the roof drain line broke, an eight-inch drain line. The, 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 the video. I showed you that video. Did no. I show you the video? No. I'll show you the video. 32,000 square feet of store was flooded. Clothing store. <laughs> yes. The ground. Okay. If you, go, if you go to Jigsaw's Instagram, you can see all the videos from that. It's crazy. You said a 12-inch line? Eight-inch. Eight-inch eight eight inch line? Eight-inch PVC. It's still massive, yeah. 32,000 square feet. Wow. Driving down there, the manager calls me and says, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to do it, but the store has to open up tomorrow. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. They opened up today? This happened Tuesday. They opened up on Wednesday. Holy no cow. Why would I lie to you? I mean, how do you... How do you... I told you. I told you in the beginning. I have a group of guys. There are nine guys that I can. We can take over a country. I don't believe you. We went in there. We went. We went in there. There was water everywhere. Everywhere. Let's go take over one of those pretty Greek islands where we can just hang out and. You don't have to take over anything. You just. You just park it. So we we got in there. There's water everywhere. Everyone is panicking. Everyone is going on, and he just under situations like this. It's it it's funny. I don't know if you have it also, but no matter how difficult the situation, it's like it's like you calm down. Yep. You take a step back. There's always a way to fix it. Correct. Always. So calm down. You relax. You assess, and then you start saying, "Okay, do this. Do this. Do this." Yep. And like I said, I have a team of guys that a lot of times, you know, it's good. I'm I was useless, maybe useless sometimes. Now it's like uh, the, I I think I extracted a little bit of water, and I was just helping and bringing in fans and dehumidifiers. But that's where you want to be. If you if you if you get a good staff and you take care of your staff, that's where you should be because you're the brains of the operation. No, you have some guys, man. I, I you know I even though they're techs. Well, I don't mean that in a bad way to no, them. They're, they're, but know. it's your company. Right. It's your company. You're responsible. You're the, you know, so that's where you want to be. Right. And I think I think that's great to be able to have a staff like that. I mean, we're trying to build up. I, I would like four or five trucks eventually. Do you, do you really want to get that big? I don't think that's big to me. You think four or five trucks is big? For a plumbing, for a plumbing outfit? Yeah. I, I, I don't want to grow more than I don't want to be more than a, a, a three truck operation. Well, let me do this. Since I respect you, I'll give you I'll give thought to what you're saying right now. If I didn't respect you, I'd say, "Get no, out of here." No, but I'm serious. Just think about it. All right. Th- think about what you're going through right now with two people. You're just the bigger you get, the more stress yeah. you're, yes. you're yeah. adding. Because the, your your responsibility grows tremendously. Yeah, but you know what? My, when how I'm different, I don't have a wife and kids. Yeah, but the people that you're hire might. Well, that's that's well. Yeah, you're right. He so doesn't, he doesn't give a damn. No, yeah. so if Not you a hire, damn. if you hire uh, uh, many of times, you know, like like the owner goes home without a paycheck. Oh yeah, because he has to make sure everyone else is paid first. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, high risk, high reward. Yeah, yeah. If you if you do it right, correct. Listen, 
I want to wrap. I want to end this right here because this has been really good. It's been really interesting. You told some stories that I did not know, which I enjoyed. But I'm glad to have you on. And again, Jigsaw PMR out of Oradell, New Jersey. Great, great company. Great staff. You guys are awesome. You're always there. You keep your trucks clean. It was a pleasure having you on. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You got it. I, re- I really had a good time. And the guys, tequila was good too. Yes, the tequila. That's good tequila. And as always. Thank you for everyone who's listening. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week.